Welcome to the Marketing for Startups podcast. If you're trying to figure out marketing for your startup, then you're in the right place. In this podcast, we go high level, looking at the intersection of branding, data, and leadership to offer you a marketing playbook to grow and scale. Join me each week for in-depth interviews, tactical advice, and practical trainings. Hi, I'm your host, Victoria Hajar, veteran marketer and startup enthusiast. I promise to bring my experience and curiosity to each episode Then together, we'll peel back the onion on this ever-changing discipline that is marketing. I'm so happy you're here. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Marketing for Startups podcast. Today, we're going to be diving into creating a marketing budget. So if you've ever wondered how you should start thinking about allocating a budget for marketing what kind of budget you should even have, then this is the episode for you. But before we get started, I wanted to ask you a small favor. If you have found value out of the podcast or if you enjoyed it anyway, it would mean so much to me if you can like and review this podcast. Um, When you do, it just helps more people know that this podcast exists and I can help more founders. And as always, if the information inside uh, the podcast is something you know someone else would enjoy. It just would mean so much to me if you can go ha- go ahead and share the episode. Um, so with that, let's dive in. Um, creating a marketing budget. What are some of the things to consider when creating a marketing budget? So I know that we're in the beginning of the year still, still and I hope that all of you have done your, your quarterly planning. So obviously a lot of people are focused on yearly planning when the year turns, but it's really important to get sort of that 90 day uh, sprint in your minds because it helps you stay focused and it also makes the goals feel a lot more tangible. So sometimes we kind of create these lofty goals. And then when it comes down to like, you know, actually executing and getting some work done, I don't know if you feel this way, but I sometimes find myself feeling like incredibly blank, right? Like, there's so much you want to accomplish. You have so much energy, so many ideas. Like you're, you're probably like really busting at the seams with like, you know, energy and enthusiasm about your business. But uh, what I have found just in the past couple of weeks is that it's taken me a daily practice of looking back at those targets that I've set for myself in order to make sure that I'm staying super aligned in everything I do in my business. Um, towards those goals. So I'll give you like a really tangible example that happened this week. I, you know, started the year with a lot of energy and I sort of um, have been craving community and connection. I work from home and pretty social person. So I sort of recently opened up my calendar and just got a lot of connect calls um, on, you know, on the docket, on the calendar. And I was ending every day really thinking like, what did, did what did I do? What did I actually accomplish that's pushing me towards the goals that I have? Because I have, you know, specific targets for myself personally in my own business. And of course, in the um, teams that I work on, you know, my team also has those goals, which seem to be a little bit easier for me to manage than managing myself. Um, so it took some time to say, you know, how come, what is it that's contributing to me not being able to knock these things off my list? And the conclusion is, okay, I have to protect my time a little bit more, or I need to be a little bit more strategic about who I'm letting onto my calendar 
And if that call is going to actually contribute to one of these larger goals, because we only have so much time in the day. And so today when we're talking about budgeting, I think it's actually really cool to think about budget, not just as the cash that you have to invest in your marketing, but also the time. I know a lot of founders in my audience are early stage and maybe you have no budget, right? All you have is your own time. And so I invite you in, in this exercise we're going to go through, we're actually going to go through, I have uh, in my notes, I have actually six, um, six steps that you can take for um, creating this budget for yourself. But this could also be a time budget because what we're really trying to identify is where is your money or your time best spent in the marketing, um, in your marketing efforts? That is really what a budget is there to do, right? We don't want to be wasting time and we don't want to be wasting money. So with that, that brings me to the very first step in how to create your marketing budget and doing it in a way that's going to really maximize your investment, your return on investment, right? Or your return on time investment. Because for me, it's one and the same. So we always want to start with the vision. So if you've listened to any of my goal setting, um, if you've been through my quarterly goals challenge or any of the well, um, any of the episodes talking about goal setting, I always start with the big vision, right? And in this case, I want you really to look at your marketing goals for the year and really define what are the outcomes. So when you're doing your, your planning, your le- yearly planning or your quarterly planning, Maybe you were talking more about creative ideas. You were talking more about, you know, the dreams you have of the, of the partnerships you want or the, how big you want your audience to grow, how you want your revenue to grow, right? Um, so in this case, I really want you to focus on what are your marketing goals and make sure that all of those goals are SMART goals. And if you forget what SMART goals means a smart goal simply means that you're stating or you're creating the goal statement as being specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time bound. So when you're writing out what the goal is, you want to stick in there in the description of the goal, you know, what, you know, how are you going to measure success, right? What are you trying to produce in that goal, right? When is that goal quote unquote due? Um, And you want to make sure that you're setting yourself up for things that are actually relevant to those big, that big vision that you have and that it's achievable. So step one is really defining your marketing goals. Because if you don't have a clear idea of what your marketing goals are, then it's going to be really hard to budget your time um, or allocate your, um, but sorry, allocate your budget or allocate your time to working on certain marketing activities. But let's get really clear on what your marketing goals are. So for example, let's say that your one of your marketing goals, your big rock, like your big needle movers, is that you want to grow your email list, right? So there's a lot of different ways in which you can grow an email list, right? You can grow it through organic traffic to your website. So see how your SEO is doing and how many new visitors you have to your website that's leaving their email address for you. That's one channel. Another way to grow your email list is through partnerships. Um, And a third way is to grow through ads. So if you're really focused on growing your leads, 
you have a couple options on how you could do it. So that kind of brings us to the second step, which is really conducting a marketing audit. And this is where I have a really great juicy template for you that's going to help you understand how your marketing is producing now so you can gain some valuable insights to make data-driven decisions. So I'm going to I'm going to caveat this with with saying if you're first starting out and you have no historical data, you have nothing to sort of glean insights from, I would encourage you to just get started and make some best guesses for what we're going to walk through right now. So in conducting an audit, a marketing audit is really a comprehensive overview of your current marketing efforts. And in this step, I want you really to take notice of well, what are all the marketing things that you're doing? Get out a paper and pen and just list out all of the marketing activities that you're doing. Are you doing emails? Are you sending out emails? Are you writing a blog? Are you active on social media? Are you running ads? Do you have anyone in your business that you're paying to help you? Just kind of get all that on paper. And if you go into the show notes, you'll be able to download my channel performance review template, okay? And what's really cool about this template is that it actually has the magic sauce that is needed to really blow your marketing out of the water. And it's something that I think a lot of marketers don't talk about. The most important thing for understanding your ROI of money or time is realizing what marketing that you're doing is actually making you money, right? So in this template that I that I made for you guys, it's a template that brings all of your marketing efforts, kind of tracks it through to revenue, okay? And this is actually easier when you're first starting out because maybe you don't have so many sales. So it's gonna be really easy for you to track the kind of all of the leads and how they purchase from you, right? And why? As you go larger, I would consider getting a CRM that's going to do this for you. And I, um, with almost all of my clients that I, uh, that I work with, we, we use HubSpot because HubSpot, <clears throat> HubSpot is so great in pulling together like the sales data and the marketing data. And it gives you these, you can create these beautiful dashboards where you can just see the lead by channel. So how your leads are coming to you. Um, you can link them up to the ads that you're running to see the cost per lead. Um, and then you're also going to be able to see what closed deals you have, like all in one dashboard. So I would really recommend HubSpot. If HubSpot's a little bit too much of an investment for you, you can try something like Databox. And I have a link to Databox also in the show notes. Is, is a piece of software you can just custom make dashboards and kind of piece together all of the different things you're using, like your point of sale, like a square, or you know how you're collecting your emails, like a MailChimp, for example. But you have to get a sense of what your numbers are. You got to lay down in front of you for you to really understand like what's producing for you. Oftentimes, I, when I talk to founders, they often have a feeling of what's working. Like, I, I feel like Instagram's really working. Like, I feel like there's a lot of leads coming from LinkedIn. And what's, what's often surprising is that leads may not be coming from the place that you necessarily expect. So, and depending on what your business is, right? You may have, you may be running ads. This has happened 
to me before with a client, you may be running ads and getting really great leads from ads. You may be getting thousands of leads from your ads. But when you run this audit, you see that those thousands of leads, that conversion rate is maybe one or 2%. But the leads that are coming from referral sources, the conversion rate's like 20%, right? And maybe you have half as many leads, but you have twice as many um, actual paying clients. So doing an exercise like this is incredibly helpful because now you get to understand what you should be doubling down on, right? So in the example I just gave to you, clearly um, running ads to a cold audience, right? Or even if you're doing retargeting, right? Ads, you want to understand who's seeing these ads and are these people ready to buy? Are they really my right, my right client, my right ideal client, right? And if you have another strategy that's working really well for you, you know, then you kind of start to understand, oh, maybe I should put some more time, energy, effort, budget into referrals and partnerships rather than paying, pouring more money into ads. But if you just look at it on paper and you don't pull it through to revenue and you say we had a hundred leads from referral sources and a thousand leads from LinkedIn on paper, you'd say, oh, wow, LinkedIn's really the way we need to invest our money. But when we pull it through to revenue, it all becomes so obvious where we should be putting our efforts. So I hope that illustrates it for you. Another, another case I see often is that, um, especially for like lifestyle um, entrepreneurs that write a lot of blogs, right? They may be discounting how many leads they're getting from their blogs, like their landing pages. The people are getting to uh, onto their site, reading a blog, and then they're opting in for lead magnets and things like that. So make sure that you're really understanding where the leads coming from. And the channel performance review template that I have in the show notes is going to really help you um, to pull all of that together. You can go ahead and make a copy um, and you can kind of customize it based on the different things that you're doing. And I'll just give you one small um, tip there. So when you're looking at how much you're investing um, for each marketing activity, there's like two trains of thought. There's two schools of thought. One is that you're only looking at money spent really like directly on ads or directly on an SEO program or directly with an influencer campaign, like money that's paid out. And then anyone that's working like admin in your business, you don't really count that because that's more like an operational cost, more like less than kind of the what you're paying for leads. Now, some founders I've talked to, they just want to say, I'm going to put the cost of the entire marketing department and I'm going to include that with within the cost of the leads. For me, I think I always err on the side of only really looking at the money that you're paying out for specific tactic or specific activity, because oftentimes the marketing team is handling a lot of things across different functions, especially in earlier startups. You know, you could have a virtual assistant that works, you know, works to help you schedule your social media posts, but maybe she also manages your calendar and all these things. So her sole purpose is not to bring in leads. So the cost of her um, or him helping in your business, it's kind of difficult and a little bit messy to allocate those numbers. But 
I would just kind of set up a rule for yourself and then just go move forward with that. Just don't flip flop, whatever you do. I mean, there is value in seeing like, okay, the whole entire marketing department's purpose is to generate leads. And so I'm going to really allocate every single cost for anyone that does anything and um, really connect that to a certain marketing channel so I can understand what the cost per lead is, including the cost of that um, of that individual contributor, consultant, or employee. So download the template. I think it's going to make all this very clear. So as the example I gave you, like looking at this template really gives you amazing insights on what is converting because we want to be focused on and depending on what your marketing goals are, right? And depending on what your business is. I would say for a lot of businesses, the goal is revenue, right? Um, you can find some situations where you're more interested in brand awareness because of the business and maybe different goals that you have, right? But more times than not, you're looking at revenue. And so conducting this audit and realizing where's the money coming from, right? What's that conversion rate on those leads? You're going to be able to really understand like, oh man, like I'm getting a lot of leads here, but these leads don't do anything. Or, you know, I really thought this tactic or this strategy was producing more leads than they are. Maybe we don't have to work on really focusing so much on that. And so that leads me into point number three, which is identifying your target audience. Now, when you do this audit, I, you know, hopefully you're going to be able to see some pretty obvious uh, venues by which you're reaching your target audience, right? And in the example I gave of the LinkedIn ads, right, where maybe they're producing a thousand, you know, a thousand leads in a, in three months and 90 days, um, but perhaps that's not exactly your target audience, right? Or you need to just dig in a little bit deeper to, to really unlock like how long it's going to take to warm up cold audiences or even that retargeting audience. It's like, how warm do they need to be to actually make that sale? And you need to kind of weigh that against how quickly do you need the revenue in, right? So in the referral example versus the LinkedIn leads, you know, this client needed to get revenue in the door quickly because they were not a funded company. And so therefore the strategy shifted to say, how can we get the most out of our referral partners? Because focusing on that and allocating budget that we would have put towards add to things like events, right? Or partnerships or attending conferences is going to get us a lot more bang for our buck than just, just pouring more and more and more money into ads. And when we look at the audit, we're able to make those kinds of conclusions. So all of this is leading to the fourth point, which is now you have an idea of like what's working and what's not working, what leads are expensive, what leads are converting, right? What kind of channels and which tactics are going to be more useful for you? And so now you get to determine your marketing mix. This is number four. Determining your marketing mix is really understanding what are the things you're going to be focusing on, right? So in the example I just gave you, I would never recommend like turning off ads altogether in that LinkedIn ad example, but I would say, okay, in our marketing mix, I would say, you know, we definitely want to continue with the ads, but we want to explore 
different ways in which we can leverage these partnerships, right? And grow our audience that way. And so you're going to be uh, probably, you know, attending conferences and ads or getting on podcasts and things like that. And so that's going to be the mix of activities that you do in order to bring new leads and convert leads into buyers. For your, in, that's going to be essentially your marketing efforts. These are the mix of things you're going to be doing. And especially with smaller teams, or if you're bootstrapped, you need to be really conscious of this because you can't be doing everything in marketing. Marketing is just too vast. There's just so many like levers that you could be pulling and, and trends you can be hopping and all that. But when you look at your audit and you really realize what is working and you say, okay, what ideas can we, can we, um, execute or try in order to double down on what's working and make what's working now work even better. And so once you're understanding that marketing mix, those key marketing activities you're going to be doing that are going to connect to your marketing goals, that now you have these insights from the audit, right? Now, finally, you get to step number five, which is allocating your budget, right? And so you may want to play a little bit and say, okay, like in the ad example, it's like, we're going to leave a little bit budget here. Maybe we take away a couple thousand dollars from this activity and we pour a little bit of thousand dollars into here. You know, we look at our team, we say, okay, now that we have maybe a different marketing mix, or we understand that some of the marketing tactics are not producing revenue, who from our team, maybe do we not need anymore? And this is like a hard truth. This is this is difficult, but it's something that we ha- all have to go through, right? Saying, okay, well, if we're paying someone X amount of dollars uh, a month to be, you know, posting on TikTok, but TikTok hasn't gotten us any leads or revenue, is it worthwhile to pay for that person to be posting on TikTok? Or could we take that budget and we move that to someone that's maybe in PR that can get us placements in uh magazines or something that's going to help build the trust with that referral network that we're trying to double down on or an event planner or whatever, a podcast, um, someone that helps you get on podcasts. Like this is where you start playing with the money that you have. And instead of just coming up with more money, it's a reallocation of the budget based on what's working, right? And in early days of, of startup, when maybe you have a small team that wears a lot of hats, you don't have to get rid of anyone that's doing anything. You can just simply redirect them, right? Um, into the activities that are going to be more beneficial to you in the long run, right? So these are the hard decisions we need to make. And this is why this marketing budget process is so important um, because this is actually like what becomes the day-to-day operations of your business. And so the last and final step is continuously monitoring and adjusting this whole marketing budget. And I like to go into in 90 day sprints because I, I feel that 30 days when trying a new tactic or even 60 days is not really enough time to get the full picture of, you know, lead volume and how things are converting and all of that stuff. I really recommend trying new things for a quarter and then doing a process, which is your quarterly review. So reviewing the previous 90 days and then setting yourself up for success in the next quarter by gleaning all of the insights you can from the marketing budget that you went forward with the previous quarter 
and the marketing mix that you went with in the previous quarter and say, okay, did this work for us? Was this a good idea? Um, you know, are these things working, but we just need to put more fuel on the fire there, whatever. So you're going to get to a point where with continuous monitoring and adjusting and refinement and refinement, you know, over a couple quarters, it's what it's going to take. You're going to get to a spot where that system works, right? That flywheel is churning. You know, you know, what lever to pull to get those leads in, you know, where you can put more money, time, energy, and effort to get even more leads. Cause you have now a basic client value journey that's producing revenue for you. So in conclusion, creating the marketing budget for the year, and then really looking at the quarterly marketing budget and readjusting it as you go is a really important step for planning and executing your marketing strategy, you know, because you're going to, you're going to want to kind of go into the year with sort of your best guess of the kind of activities that you want to do and have a clear understanding of like, okay, at the end of the year, we're going to have this amount of money to play with. And then as the quarters progress, just getting better and better at refining it. Right. And you're going to learn things along the way. You're going to learn if your marketing goals are even relevant. Cause sometimes as we're going along, our goals change because of the economy or of you know, technology developments or whatever, like some goals that you had for yourself at the beginning of the year may not be relevant um, at the end of the year. And part of the, the quarterly review process and looking at the budget and looking at your, you know, the performance of your marketing and auditing it on a regular basis is going to help you stay in step with what your business needs to keep growing. And it's a, it's a, not a fast process. But the founders that have the stamina, the founders that have the confidence, the founders that hold really tightly to their vision and their mission, they stay passionate, they don't give up. Those are the ones that win. Because I'll tell you one thing, in my like 10 plus years working with founders, how many founders have given up and tried, you know, along the way? So, so many, because this stuff is not easy. This stuff is not sexy, but I tell you, it is the stuff that is needed to get you to where you want to be in your marketing, in your sales, in your revenue, in your business to, to grow and like live the, the dream vision that you have. So I hope this was really helpful. If you know any other founders that are struggling with understanding how to put together their marketing budget and where they should be allocating their time and all of those things, if they really want to know what's working or not working in their business, please send them this podcast. And if you are interested in getting digging even deeper into marketing ROI and really understanding um, what is working in your marketing in your in your business, this upcoming Monday, which is January 30th, I'm holding a free workshop. Um, and you can just simply DM me if you want the details for that. It's called Is My Marketing Working? Um, and the subtitle is understanding return on investment and how to make data-driven decisions to boost your startup's growth. So I'm really, really excited about this workshop. I think it's going to be an opportunity for you to sort of dig in with me hand in hand and learn some basics about data um, and ROI. And then you're going to get me kind of digging into your individual business and giving you my feedback as we go. A lot of Q&A. 
Um, so I hope that you will join me. Again, that's January 30th, and you can send me a DM, Victoria Hajar, on, on LinkedIn, or you know, you can just email me, Victoria at Ugly Ventures. Um, hope to see you back here next week for more marketing goodness. And until then, remember, you don't have to go fast. You just have to keep going. And it's episodes like this that remind us that it's this data review, iteration, and improvement that really is going to get you to the finish line in the end. All right. See you back here next week. You did it. You made it to the end of the episodes. Thanks for sticking around with me and listening all the way to the end. I really appreciate you as an audience member, and I hope that you found this helpful. If you did like this episode, it would mean so, so much to me if you subscribed, if you rate and review this podcast. It helps other people know that this podcast has something worth saying. It also would be super awesome if you could take a screenshot and share on Instagram and tag me at Ugly Ventures, U-G-L-I Ventures, V-E-N-T-U-R-E-S. I am always so appreciative to hear from you, and I hope to see you back here next week on the Marketing for Startups podcast.